Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. There was the bomb attack uh, in lower Manhattan, of course. Uh, They're not calling it a bomb. Donald Trump called it a bomb and then was criticized for that, and Hillary Clinton called it a bomb and then criticized Donald Trump for calling it a bomb at the same time on the airplane. We'll play the clip in a little bit. Um, In the Chelsea neighborhood and... The governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, has said that there is no evidence at this point that creates a terror connection. And then, rather strangely, the governor said, it all depends on what your definition of terrorism is. And what happened in New York City, of course, was just hours after the detonation in New Jersey, where a Marine Corps charity run was to take place. And then in Minnesota, there was a mall stabbing. Uh, One man stabbed eight individuals, asking at least one victim if he was Muslim before attacking him. In Germany, Syrian refugees and locals engaged in a brawl, while in Switzerland, the founder of the Swiss People's Party was attacked with a knife, but escaped unharmed. We're going to be speaking with the vice president of the Swiss People's Party later on in today's program. Uh, They initiated a referendum question, which, as we've talked about on this program, you can do in Switzerland. Any citizen can start a referendum process, which, if you get 100,000 people signing on, becomes an obligatory question that enters the referendum um, period three times a year. And if a majority of Swiss people sign on to the referendum question, then the federal government has to enact it as law. So what the Swiss People's Party said... The question they asked was, is it time to put an end to mass immigration? And a majority of Swiss people who voted said yes. And so now that's going to be the law in Switzerland, much to the displeasure of the European Union. In Canada, all week we've been talking about Justin Trudeau, self-described feminist, who went along with three of his female caucus colleagues and members of parliament, including a cabinet minister, being required to enter an Ottawa mosque through the side door and stand segregated from the Prime Minister and men at the mosque, Trudeau said at the time, quote, diversity is a source of strength, not just a source of weakness. And as I look at this beautiful room, sisters upstairs, end quote, he went on. How do the three women liberal MPs feel about that? I have two guests to get us started. Dr. Zudi Jasser has been a frequent contributor to this program. We're very fortunate to have him join us, the founder of the American Islamic Forum for Democracy, the author of Battle for the Soul of Islam, a former United States Navy Lieutenant Commander and past president of the Arizona Medical Association. Zudi, thank you so much for the time. No, thank you, Roy. It's always great to be with you. And joining us for the first time is Azra Nomani, former Wall Street Journal reporter, um, I think, Azra, you're, it says you're self-defined as a liberal, which is okay, and, and author of Standing Alone, An American Woman's Struggle for the Soul of Islam. Thank you, Azra, for joining us. Oh, thanks for the invitation. Let me start with what we were going to speak about, and that's uh, Justin Trudeau's visit to the mosque. Then we'll get to the issue of the New York bombing and what's been said and not said and implied uh, in the last hours. When the Prime Minister went to the mosque, Zudi, and um, and required the female members of his caucus to enter through the side door and then stand in a segregated manner from the men and said diversity is a source of strength, not just a source of weakness. And as I look at this beautiful room, sisters upstairs, what's your reaction to that? You know, I have to tell you, and it, you can't help but think of there's this bigotry, this deep bigotry of low expectations where 
the sisters upstairs somehow, and even when they were pushed on it, his administration responded and said, well, we have to respect traditions. And uh, no, there's universal human rights, there's universal values that uh, we we often uh, defend to the death as those who believe in freedom and liberty. And Trudeau and others on the left will lecture so many communities on uh, the issues of equality and other things. And then when it comes to Muslims, he talks about the sisters upstairs as if he's talking about human beings that are less than equals, not to mention, do they not deserve representation? And why would he tolerate visiting that mosque? And it's because I think they look upon Muslims as having sort of lesser values and being different communities that they can talk down to and not expect the same type of values. And President Obama did the same thing, and Ezra can speak to their demonstration when Obama went to a mosque in Baltimore last February, similarly. But that mosque was a little more dishonest and savvy. They usually separate men and women, but when Obama went in, they they had them mixed and pretended to be equal. And then once, once Obama left, they put the curtain back up and went back to their normal misogyny. Azra, as you um, read about, heard about the situation in uh, in Ottawa, the mosque, what was your reaction to uh, what the prime minister did and what he said? Yeah, you know, uh, you notice that in Zudi's title and in my book title, we both say that we're in a struggle for the soul of Islam. And that's, in fact, where we're at today in the 21st century. Prime Minister Trudeau taking a stand... Uh, normalizing and accepting and validating the sisters upstairs is a step back for us in our Muslim reform movement. It's a it's a real slap to those of us who are fighting for the same type of values that he supposedly embraces. And so it's really ironic for me because I really feel sometimes that the human rights that we've come to fight and cherish in the West are just as Udi said unattainable for us in our Muslim communities because they decide that, in fact, we're not uh, worthy of it. We're, uh, it's not something that's from our history or our background. But, in fact, you know, you, what you have here is Zudi and myself uh, both standing up from within our community saying, no, this kind of misogyny doesn't represent the type of Islam in which we believe. And what is so ironic is it was not even the Islam of the 7th century. In the 7th century, men and women prayed in the same halls. And what we are seeing here is just the importation of these Salafi, Wahhabi ideas that gender segregation is the norm in our society. And so for Prime Minister Trudeau to enable it is is really uh, is a, a real tragedy. I just can't decide whether I want my next band to be called The Sisters Upstairs or if I should make it my next book. Well, uh, either way, I'm sure you'd uh, generate a lot of interest. Now, when it comes to politicians, Western politicians, whether it's North American Western politicians or European Western politicians, liberal politicians, and increasingly conservative politicians, I have the sense they don't know what to say when it comes to anything that has to do with Islam, when it comes to anything that has to do with Muslims, they don't know what to say. They search for the right thing to say, always hoping they won't offend anyone, and eventually troubling, I think, everyone, Hazra. Well, I think that I actually attribute um, uh, a decision on their part to this. I, I don't, um, I, for a while I thought that they were just, you know, confused and unclear about things, but We've done enough education that they're they're 
they have made a choice. They've made a choice to stand on the incorrect side of history. And, you know, it's our duty, all of us, to stand up with moral courage in all of our, uh, you know, areas of political spectrum to stand up for moderate, uh, you know, compassionate view of how human beings can exist in this world. And, and we can't accept anybody you know, throwing that out as values. And, and so I believe that they have made a decision to cater to the lobby that Zudi has uh, educated me a lot about, in fact, on from the Organization of Islamic Cooperation, from Qatar, from Saudi Arabia, even Iran, a lot of money coming from there. And they've made a decision to be in bed with those folks. And we have to say, as people of conscience, that's not acceptable. And we want to see a different paradigm. We want to see a new reality. America had to do this. The West had to do this on the issue of South Africa. We've had to do it on so many difficult topics of global values. And we have to do it today. And, and as just regular people push back every time these folks make a decision that's on the incorrect side of history and, and get them on the right side of history. Zudi, when, when Mayor de Blasio makes the statement that he makes and, and does it at this, you know, within seconds, it's an in, intentional act, quote, end quote, and then there's no evidence at this point of a terror connection, and then this morning the governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, offered, well, it all depends on what your definition of terrorism is. What are they doing? It's just bizarre. You know, let me clarify one thing that I think is really important for your listeners to know. I mean, the fact that you have both me and Ezra on is important because she's liberal, I'm conservative. We jointly formed the Muslim Reform Movement. She's not part of American Islamic Forum for Democracy, but I think it's so important for people to realize that our reform movement is bipartisan, and we come to this from a position of tough love for our faith, and people should realize that the politicization of this issue, be it the left that says that Islam doesn't have a problem versus the right that sometimes says that Islam is the problem, we recognize that Islam has a problem and we're trying to fix it. On this issue of terrorism, it's so, it's so bizarre. I mean, how many times do we have to go through this before they start to realize how to get their talking points right after an attack? We get it that they don't know what the motivation is, so they don't want to guess. But, you know, when a patient comes into me, imagine if every patient I saw, I couldn't go down through a differential diagnosis of what I think is possibly going on. And to see two attacks, possibly uh, one that went off, kill, you know, injuring all, over 25, that was a pressure cooker. It looks like the, the pre- previous pressure cooker attacks at Times Square and at the Boston bombing with Sarnia Brothers, for them not even to mention that it seems to have the hallmarks of terrorism, of Islamist terror, like ISIS and others, is just sort of malpractice and really makes the American people wonder and not be able to trust our homeland security. Nobody's saying for them to confirm it, but at least to say, yeah, it's on our radar and we're... We're looking into it, and it really smells like it. Yeah, Azra, if the politicians who make these statements were to actually go on Twitter shortly after they make the statements and see what the public response is to what they said, I, I wonder how they would, I wonder if they'd get it. Well, yeah, you know, um, one point I want to just say is, is exactly as Zudi said. I mean, I'm so happy to be on the show together with Zudi, and, and thank you for the invitation and, and the vision to have us on together, Roy, because this is a bipartisan issue. You know, this is the future of humanity. This is the future of our world, saving people from violence. We are all in this together. And the politics, unfortunately, is that while he was reamed, um, Mayor de Blasio, there are many people also on Twitter who are also saying, 
oh, don't jump to conclusions about Muslims, and oh, the hate's going to come against Muslims right away. I call this um, in our community, and, and, F, and this FBI former agent, Joe Navario, has coined this term of wound collectors, people who just are always collecting grievances. And the we don't even know what's happened. We don't even have an indicator of, you know, the... Um, the identity of the person who made this bomb, I will call it that. And yet there are Muslims going on Twitter, you know, ready to play victim. And so that's the politics that's also at hand, is that Mayor de Blasio is responding to a very orchestrated campaign, multi-million dollar um, funded or, uh, international effort to silence debate on Islam, to silence any kind of conversation like the one we're having today. Uh, Zudi and I have both been attacked, I, I'm sure you have too, Roy, as being Islamophobic or bigoted or racist because we dare to talk about these issues that are very real inside of Islam. And I've called this the honor brigade, people who, for the sake of the honor of Muslims, don't want us to have this conversation. And Mayor de Blasio, unfortunately, has a lot of uh, activists in the New York community who have, uh, you know, won his ear and who have become a part of this campaign to uh, stop any kind of surveillance or any kind of oversight of mosques or other activities because they want to protect the honor of Muslims. And, and, and so let's um, be really clear like that this is, this is uh, intentional, organized uh, response that you know, we have to respond to with common sense. I want you to have a listen to, and maybe you've already heard it, millions of people have, Hillary Clinton on her campaign plane last night. And the issue was whether the word bombs was appropriate to be used within the context of what happened in New York City. Let's have a listen. Here's the uh, presidential candidate for the Democratic Party, and it's about a minute and ten seconds. Listen. I've been briefed uh, about the bombings in New York and New Jersey and the attack in Minnesota. Uh, Obviously, we need to do everything we can to support our first responders, uh, also to uh, pray for the victims. Uh, we have to let this investigation unfold. We've been in touch with uh, various officials, including uh, the mayor's office in New York, uh, to learn what uh, they are discovering as they conduct this investigation. And I'll have more to say about it when we actually know some facts. Secretary, do you have any reaction to the fact that Donald Trump immediately upon taking the stage tonight called the explosion in New York a bomb and pulled that to the ground? Well, I think it's important to know the facts about uh, any incident like this. Uh, that's why it's uh, critical to support the first responders, the investigators, uh, who are looking into it, trying to determine what did happen. Uh, I think it's uh, always uh, wiser to wait until you have uh, information before uh, making conclusions, uh, because we are just in the beginning uh, stages of trying to determine what happened. So there you have Hillary Clinton at the beginning of the clip saying the bombing, she's been made aware of the bombings in New York City, and a few seconds later criticizes Donald Trump for saying, using the word bombs. And it just, I, I don't know what it speaks to, whether it was late at night or, or, or but there was such a, such a disconnect. Just a few minutes longer. I won't ask you to stay more than another two or three minutes. 
But uh, Zudi, Azra, as we, the things we've talked about in the last half hour, the issues that we've discussed, the political response from Western politicians to what happens uh, in, in, in our societies when they, I thought they didn't know what, what action to take or what words to use. You're, you're telling me that there actually is a plan and it has been adopted and it's been approved by sort of a collective of Western politicians as to which aspect of Islam they're going to support. Where are we headed five, ten years from now? Where do you suspect we'll be? We had the situation yesterday on the campaign plane where Hillary Clinton, the Democratic nominee for president, talked about um, being made aware of bombings in New York City and then a few seconds later essentially challenged Donald Trump for having used the word bomb, according to a reporter. Azra, let me start with you. Where where are we going to be in five or ten years? Can we even predict that? Yeah, well, I I think, you know, Zuzi and I both are are in this fight because we have hope. We uh, It gets really disheartening often and um, very, very tragic, really, because so much blood has been spilling unnecessarily while politicians, uh, you know, avoid this serious issue of extremism within our communities. What we all have to do is not obviously wait for leadership from our politicians, but in in each one of our lives, like what we're trying to argue in the Muslim reform movement, you know, of Muslims and our neighbors, is that we have to stand up, just like Zudi was saying, for a conversation that does not look at Islam in a monolithic way because Zudi and I stand here fighting for the principles of a tolerant and peaceful Islam, but also um, does not deny the extremism. And so this uh, conversation that we're just having right here, right now, is the kind that I believe can change the future of humanity. And um, in, in each of our you know, dining tables, in our workplaces, this is where we need to push push our uh, politicians. We need to be the leaders for them because they're clearly failing us. And so we need to really change the course of history by uh, demanding honest, compassionate conversation on these serious issues of the day so that blood will stop spilling. Zuri? Yeah, I think, you know, the, the premise of our work, and I would hope people understand that while uh, Trump may represent an anti-establishment issue, He's not. He's still part of, he's part of the global establishment, and the global establishment are these dictatorships, the monarchs, and candidates that can't talk about freedom and democracy, candidates that on either side use Muslims as a wedge issue rather than looking at the values we share, and that's what our Muslim reform movement does. And it's time to say, you know what, we can no longer cater to the dictatorships and monarchs that control Muslim conversations here in America prevent reform. Yes, the lesser of evils might work short-term, but long-term, it's like working with the arsonists to put out fires. And that's exactly what happens when we say the Saudis are our friends, the Qataris are our friends, Putin is our friend, uh, the Syrian regime needs to stay because it it counters ISIS. It doesn't. You can't reform Islam unless you live in laboratories like America and Canada, and these laboratories need to promote values that are universal rather than saying, well, we have certain values here, but we don't promote them abroad. We have certain values here, but not in our mosque. We don't hold them accountable to it. It's time to advance universal freedoms and principles that we all share and not be bigoted towards Muslim communities. Diversity is not just ethnicity, by the way, Roy. It's ideological diversity, and that's where Trudeau and others get it wrong. Dr. Zudi Jasser, Azra Nomani, thank you both for joining me today.
Thank you so much, Roy. Thanks for hosting us and, and, and really um, being a, a great uh, leader and having these kind of conversations. Well, we'll have these conversations going forward. I really believe that if we're going to accomplish things, that we have to talk to each other about even, and particularly, the uncomfortable issues. Yeah. And, and, and let's let's deal with the uncomfortable issues. And if we have to exclude the political... I, don't like to use the word leaders. If we have to exclude the politicians, then we'll exclude them. Zudi, Azra, thanks so much. Oh, thank you, Roy. Thank you. Thank you, Zudi.